Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Signs of gaslighting and how to get free. More and more of my clients, uh, I notice, are victims of gaslighting in one way or the other. As I've said before in other talks, gaslighting is what people do to not take responsibility for their own selves, and they make you feel like you are crazy or wrong or whatever. So uh, one client I have uh, has a mother who has uh, creative roles for each child. Uh, one child actually has the role is the selfish one who can get whatever she wants. And actually the mother kowtows to her and, uh, and does that. My client's role is to be the placator, the accommodator, the person who has to never disappoint and make sure everybody's okay. And that was her role. That meant that every time she tried to stand up for herself, every time she tried to take care of herself, Anytime she did anything to make her mom even slightly uncomfortable, because to, to deviate from that role, her mom would say she's overreacting, lay a big load of guilt on her. She's really good at it. Say she's being ridiculous. Another thing she would say a lot is, you're being so difficult, which is kind of interesting, because if you learn about how her sibling was, she was always difficult, but that was her role. So this person has learned that Anytime she's even a little bit of a problem, meaning she's not invisible entirely, uh, that she's being difficult. So my client grew up feeling much shame and, and a lot of self-doubt, like maybe it's not okay to think or feel or trust myself. Another client has a husband who has an agenda to continue cheating on her uh, without having to deal with the money issues of divorce. So she keeps getting a sense that things are happening here. She sees changes in his facial expressions, changes in his behavior with her, uh, sees how he disappears for a time. And he says that she's crazy. Stop being so crazy. Stop being so paranoid. While in truth, he's cheating. And her, intu her intuition is kicking in. Those are some signs of a gaslighter, like someone who wants to keep things superficial. Very, very important. To me, I look at uh, gaslighting as well as narcissism as uh, diseases of superficiality, you know, not looking at the real truth, what's really going on, and definitely not looking at him or herself, the gaslighter. So the gaslighter has a an investment in touting that I am right and you have to doubt your perceptions, helps you doubt your perceptions, and that's what people do, doubt your feelings. And even your right to have preferences and desires, you have no right to have them, is the message of the gaslighter to you. And to the degree you buy into it, that's how much you suffer and that's how much you're miserable. So those are some of the signs of a gaslighter. Someone, again, who uh, wants to keep things so he doesn't have to take or she doesn't have to take responsibility. One client, in my example, uh, was told by her mother that she's overreacting, right? Being ridiculous, being difficult. The other 
is told she's being crazy, paranoid. There are three other popular tools of the gaslighter. Uh, one is saying that it never happened. That never happened. You know it happened. You know what happened with your intuition. You might know it factually. You might even have recorded the conversation, which we'll get into in a little bit. It does not matter. It does not matter. So uh, what, what happens is this person is absolutely intent on saying it never happened. And there's nothing you could say or do that will change that person's at least outwardly uh, outward admission, will not admit to it. It's not This person has a big priority, a big goal of not looking at himself or herself, not losing out to what he or she wants possibly, like in the case of the person who's cheating and doesn't want to deal with the money issues of divorce. So this person, his or her comfort, his or her getting what they want is way more important to them than your well-being. Another thing is deflection. They're really good at deflection. You bring up a problem and somehow the gaslighter deflects and like a magician, this person has made you the problem. It's amazing. And uh, again, recognize that. Recognize that deflection is a tool of the gaslighter and that it's not about you. We'll talk about uh, how to separate from that in a minute. The third tool is minimizing. I mentioned that briefly before. It's like, well, you're making such a big deal of it. When you're hearing that, um, hearing that message and it's a pattern, just know that it's not about you, that you are not minimizing. So let me tell you what these clients are learning not to do. These clients of mine and others, it's so easy for victims of gaslighting to do some of these things I'm about to tell you but they are learning not to do this. Here, number one, keep trying to convince your gaslighting other person, whoever that person is, that you're right. You end up having these long conversations or you write very long emails. You spend time. I've, I've had several of my victims of gaslighting spend days, days writing. Now, I understand why they're writing it because they – want to validate their own reality. But uh, what comes back to them is not going to be anything that validates them. So this is what they do. Keep trying to convince, have long conversations, long emails. Number two, recording conversations. I mentioned that earlier. With the goal to convince the gaslighter. That is the problem. If you want to record the conversation just to keep your own sanity, that's good self-preservation. That's fine. But if you're doing with the goal of convincing the gaslighter, don't do that. Then the third thing is buying into the toxicity of, uh, the, of, that, uh, of being in the web of the gaslighter and staying with self-doubt and getting stuck in shame and, and guilt. Uh, that, that's something that uh, is, uh, you know, what happens is the people that are oftentimes victims of gaslighting are kind usually, caring usually, okay, adaptive, oftentimes people-pleasing, wants harmony. So it's like it's going with the program of the gaslighter. Instead, we want you to get out of that web. And this is what you do to begin getting out of the web. Here it is. Number one, spend no energy on trying to convince. I know I've said that, but remember, you have no control as the gaslighter has that big, powerful agenda to not deal in truths. 
just keep to your truths and what you know intuitively and or factually. And you could say something like, let's say you you say, that really was very selfish what you did and it really hurt. And the partner says, you are so overreacting. And you say something as simple as one sentence is, well, that's indeed how I feel. And I indeed, and that's how I indeed, you don't say indeed, but so indeedly see you as selfish. And you let that person have their own opinion. Or you may want to say, it's no big deal to you, but for sure it's a big deal for me. Now, why that's so important is you're also beginning a separation. You are not fusing with this person's perceptions. You are beginning to say, you are saying that. You don't even have to say you believe that because who knows what that person really believes, but maybe believes. So a lot of guestlines believe their own lies and others really don't and they're just manipulative. But you, you say, you say that and I feel this. You, you think this and I think this. And what's really helpful about that is you're not trying to convince, but at the same time, you are creating the separation. Really important. If the gaslighter is a spouse, I would suggest, this is number two, by the way, that you make an exit plan uh, so that you can become free of the toxicity. Now, if that, some, if that gaslighting spouse suddenly turns around, that's fine, but I would begin making a plan. That's sometimes actually making the plan itself starts to free you out of the web. And if there's any chance of that person making changes, it's when you're breaking free yourself. But otherwise, you would make an exit plan as you prepare to leave. If it's like the mother, if, if the gaslighter is the mother, like in the previous example, and, and you don't want to sever the relationship, even though sometimes that becomes the only solution for wellness. But if you don't, um, what you do instead is you, um, you decide how much you want to see that person and make sure it's only on your times and, your, and in limited quantities. Now, like I say, oh, not at all if that's going to give you your sense of well-being. The third thing is practice setting boundaries as you accept and understand that you must disappoint the gaslighter. You must get better at disappointing. Practice it. Be your own person. And then continue to feel that separateness from the gaslighter. And lastly, and just as importantly as everything, is self-care, including exercise, meditation, healthy self-indulgences, surrounding yourself with nurturing friends and family. This is also crucial also important. Just know that you can get free and break free of gaslighting. I have helped many people who are victims of gaslighting break free. If you need my help, of course, contact me. Uh, I am just committed to helping people be free. So I just wanted to say these words to you. Uh, I wish you well. And this is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 